When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Friday, and I'm here with Anna Navarro. This is Behind the Table. All right, it's Friday. It's one of my favorite days of the week, and Anna Navarro is here. Hello, Anna. Hello, Brian. It's been a little while. We haven't had you here in a bit, and uh, America has missed you. You're here. Cha-Cha is here, which is exciting always. Um, I, we can't give anything away, but we just came from the taping of the View Pooch pageant. You seem a little a little, little ornery at the moment. I, I don't mean to uh, give anything away, but how, did, how did, you, did you enjoy it at all? Why are we even talking about this? Okay. You have nothing to say. I, I, well, I think you're a traitor. <laughs> I think Sarah's even worse. Okay. I will never, ever let you hold Cha-Cha again. <laughs> and I will instruct her to do number one and two in your office. All right. Well, hey, this is, uh, that's a preview <laughs> of what we've got coming up next week. It's going to be great. So you realize that we went back and forth to L.A. yesterday. This poor dog was yes. on a plane for 10 hours. I do. To come and be your plaything. I, I think Chacha did a great job. Shut and up. We're not going to say who won or lost. It could have been Chacha. Chacha, he's a, he lies and he he means nothing. All I will say is this is a tease, a your, final tease. In the history of the your view, words there, have been, are hollow. there have been many moments of conflict. Many of you listening at home might remember the split screen as one of the great moments of view conflict between hosts. Today, today put all those moments to shame. So you guys tune in next Friday and we'll see what happens. All right. As usual, you have had a very busy week crisscrossing the nation, but I hear that, uh, you know, mail is piling up with you gone, and it almost caused you some issues. Tell me more. Oh, it caused me lots of issues. It almost caused me a nervous breakdown. You know, um, and I was thinking about it because I think we all strive to reach this perfect work-life balance. Uh, for me, I've said that it's it's very difficult. Uh, you know, I balance a bunch of things, and, and, I've, and I've got a commute. Back and forth between right. New York and Miami, usually a couple of times uh, a week. And, you know, and I fly all over the place for speeches and other things. And so I don't know about everybody else in America, but I throw away a ton of mail. I, I, and every time I get home, since I haven't been there for a few days, there's mail that's stacked up for, you know, six inches of mail, eight inches of mail. And I usually throw everything away. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I you get home. Do you it first or you just toss it? Well, like if it's a letter from the bank, it immediately goes right. into the garbage because uh, I, you know, because I do my banking online right. and and banks that I don't bank with are soliciting. Are yeah. soliciting. Right. If it's a solicitation from uh, uh, Rick Scott, Marco Rubio, <laughs> Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, immediately Ron goes DeSantis, into the garbage. Yeah. Ron DeSantis, I even forgot about him. He's so forgettable these days. Mm -hmm. Immediately goes into the garbage. But I get home on, on Monday night. And I see this letter from a bank that I don't I thought I didn't bank with. And it basically said something. The front said something that made me realize it was serious. And it was something like to the effect of, bitch, you better open me. <laughs> so I open up the envelope and it turns out my car lease had expired two months ago. 
And the letter said, we are going to repo your car within 10 days. And the letter was eight days old. Uh-oh. So at this point, I'm in a panic, thinking, oh, my God, a tow truck's going to show up. I'm going to end up in TMZ. The Trumpers are going to have a field day with me. I call up uh, the owner of the dealership, who I've known for a long time and is a, is a personal friend, very good friend of mine, uh, Ken Gorin. And, um, and I, I say, Ken, you need to help me. I'm going to be on TMZ. This is horrible. I don't know what I did. <laughs> so anyways, uh, that happened. And then the next morning, somebody uh, knocks on my door. The, the doorbell, the gate bell rings at 730 in the morning. So at this point, I think, holy Lord, they're here to pick up the car. No, no. It's 730 in the morning. I open the door and it's the water and sewer, Miami-Dade water and sewer man telling me, you haven't paid your bill <laughs> in I don't know how many months, and we're going to shut off. This is your final notice. We're about to shut off your water unless you pay it on the spot. You're a mess. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hot mess. You know what? If it's not on automatic withdrawal, right. automatic payment, it probably doesn't get paid. And I thought everything, I literally thought everything was on automatic payment. And I thought my lease had another year to go. And my lease was an automatic payment. So I don't look at anything that comes from the car dealership either. So, yeah, I, you know, but I think uh, it's just so many of us juggle things and struggle with keeping it. Listen, bottom line is I need like a stay-at-home wife. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So maybe that can be our next big uh, view initiative. We'll find the stay-at-home wife for Vanna Navarro. Mm. Who pays everything in your house? Me. Who does, like... But you have everything on automatic withdrawal. Most of it, yeah. I, I'm the one who keeps an eye on things. And has has this ever happened to you? No, when I was a kid. So when I was a kid once. So you're uh, telling me I'm not behaving like an adult? Well, this is this is more nefarious. When I was like 15 years old, I went on vacation with my family and I met a girl. Uh-huh. And I really liked the girl. And this is back when long distance charges were a big problem. So um, I went home and kept calling back and forth with this girl who lived several states away for a point where I got my uh, phone bill kept going up and up and up and I didn't want to get in trouble with it. So when the phone bill came, I just threw it down the sewer (laughs) (laughs) and my, my folks never noticed that the phone bill never came and eventually they shut off the phone and that was a a problem for all of us. And uh, I suspect the sewer, uh, (laughs) did did that get clogged up? The sewer might've gotten clogged up. I'm not sure. But I have a, you know, I kind of feel like I've heard this story from you before and not involving a girl. Wasn't there some 1-800 number you used to call? And, I, and you... I threw a lot of things down the sewer, um, report <laughs> cards. Yeah, I also ran up a, a phone bill with the uh, 1-900 uh, Fresh Prince phone number. Yeah, that was it also. <laughs> I used to call in order to uh, get the latest from the Fresh Prince. Oh, please do not mention the Fresh Prince. That yeah. brings all sorts of Jada. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring back <laughs> Memories. Jada. All right. We'll have to figure this out, but I don't want you being arrested or, or repossessed in any way. So we'll, well see what happens. They could take I think I, I can now tell you I have returned the car. Mm-hmm. I took the car in. I returned the car. I said, please take this so that if it gets repoed, it gets repoed in the dealership, not in front of my house. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm in the process of, uh, of of getting a new car, which I dislike. I don't like cars. I'm not a car person. Right. Um, you have some nice cars, though. I do have. Yeah, yeah. but I don't but I don't care about car. Like, I mm-hmm. really don't care about cars. So right. I had like for me, test driving cars mm-hmm. is, is not painful. Fun. No, yeah. not fun at all. No, not see, fun I, I at enjoy all. that. All right. So. Earlier this oh, week. Oh, I, yeah. I tried a sports car, you know, one of those two-seaters. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to need a hydraulic lift <laughs> to get me out of that car. It was like, bring the jaws of death to extricate so me. Oh, 
Yeah, that's my ass was on the pavement. <laughs> I literally had to throw myself out of the car on my on my yeah, knees. There's no to graceful get way to get in and out of those. No, no, no. Uh, all right. So earlier this week, Joy told the story here on the podcast about talking to Trump supporters outside of Trump Tower and wanting to understand where they were coming from. She 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 seeks these things out, as you uh-huh. know about her as well. Can you relate to this at all, or do you have no interest in, in talking to people? Well, uh, I don't seek out uh, right. confrontation, and I don't seek out. I mean, unless I'm getting paid, I'm not confronting anybody. <laughs> that's okay, fair. You I paid a lot of money. To I don't. To I don't yeah. fight for free if that's what you know. <laughs> if that's what you expect from me, a lot of people like on planes right. will sometimes try to debate me over issues. I you know, like I remember getting on a plane once, and there was a. A guy who I was getting on a plane in Miami. There was obviously a like a guy who just was coming back from Cuba. You could tell because he was beat red, sunburnt, and he had on like one of these ridiculous shirts, right, with flowers and stuff like that. And he, oh, and probably he reeked of cigars and 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 rum. And he's like, you know, you're so wrong on Cuba. I want to debate you. I said, sir. Let me tell you where, you know, here's the number to my speakers bureau. If you'd like to debate me <laughs> for a fee, I'd be happy to do it. But I have gotten. Um, I've gotten attacked, verbally attacked um, in Miami. That's not fun. It's always happened in Miami. One time I was in the supermarket and this woman was following me. And I thought she was a fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I noticed she's following me. And I, I say to her, oh, ma'am, do you want a selfie? Oh, <laughs> of course, what she wanted was to cuss me out and berate oh, me no. and tell me that I'm a communist and that I'm, you know, some foul mouthed, yeah. uh, you know, socialist loving traitor to the cause. Well, you are foul mouthed. Well, OK. <laughs> the rest of it, I don't think. Is well, by the way, so is Trump. True. So you, you can call me foul mouth if, if uh, maybe if you uh, if, if you like Mike Pence, not if you like Donald Trump. Fair enough. Or Joe Biden, by the way. Very true. Um, so, you know, it's actually ha- another time it happened to me. I was leaving an eye mm-hmm. hospital in Miami and I had just had like my cataracts removed. Remember, I have traumatic yeah. cataract because I guess my mother dropped me on my head and never told me. And I'm so I'm leaving this hospital with a a that thing they put on your eye like that cover kind of that thing? patch yeah. kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting to get picked up at valet. Alice coming, and this woman sees me, you know, standing there with a nurse, a patch on my eye, and starts berating me <sighs> over Trump. Uh, frankly, it's always been in Miami. Frankly, it's always been Cuban Americans who I think. Um, feel um that you know that I, I think they I think it irks them that a Latino from Miami is on TV calling Trump out for obviously his abuses of power and everything else. Yeah, well that's the hard part of, of speaking out the way you do. But yeah, I, I think it's very I think I like your take on it. Um you're not fighting unless you're paid to. Oh no. <laughs> that's pretty good. Woodward and Bernstein, pen and paper, wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, 
up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, we had uh, Senator John Fetterman on the show today, and uh, I thought it was a terrific interview. What, what were your takeaways? Um, I spent that little time uh, speaking with his wife, Giselle. She's lovely. She is. Uh, she's Brazilian. Mm-hmm. She's from Rio, where, you know, I, I went uh, and, and did a semester there abroad. Um, I have such admiration for her. I'm sorry we didn't get more time to because we were going to ask her a question originally. Yeah. She runs some amazing nonprofits in Pennsylvania. She's got one thing called a free store where she gets clothes and articles and she gives them away to people can come and shop for free, you know, needy people. And and I think she plays such a huge role in helping him. And, you know, when you have somebody with depression and suicidal thoughts in your family, somebody who you love that you're concerned is going through that, it's incredibly frustrating. It's incredibly uh, stressful because you don't know what to do. You don't know what not to do, what to say, yeah, what not to say. It's hard. It's very hard. I've gone through it. And so um, that was lovely. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, you and the other co-hosts, a couple of them, are attending the White House Christmas party this weekend. Mm-hmm. You've done this before, I know. What are you most excited for? 
the decorations. Yeah. Honestly, you know, the White House is always an awesome site. It's, you know, it's historical. It's awesome. It's amazing rooms. It's, you know, the it's, it's just it's the White House, right? It always it always leaves me aghast that I'm able to go to the White House, that I get invited to go to the White House. You know, as I've said before, you and I have talked about it before. I don't take it for granted. Here's this, you know, little yeah. girl from Nicaragua that came here as a political refugee. So for me, it's got huge significance. But during Christmas, the White House looks absolutely spectacular. I mean, they decorate it to the, you know, nines. They bring in, they have teams and teams of volunteers who apply to come in and volunteer during the Thanksgiving break to decorate the White House. There's all these trees. There's always a beautiful theme. Um, Last year's was gorgeous. I'm looking forward. And that's, you know, it's joyful. It's pretty. It's not like, like you remember Melania had like the Mm -hmm. Handmaid's Tale uh, (laughs) Christmas decorations, all those red trees that look like, you know, the the, the red wedding in Game of Thrones. (laughs) So um, that's what I look forward to. I look forward to being in the White House and seeing the decorations. I'm like, a, I love Christmas. I love Christmas decorations. I'm like a little kid in a candy store. Are you going? I was not invited, unfortunately. I would love to go. But uh, and, and I, every year my wife kind of looks at me like, oh, we didn't get invited this year. But some someday, perhaps, maybe if I know anybody who has close contacts with the, the White House, they could help me out. This there. is not a day for you it to be not. asking me for I help. wasn't going to bring it up, Anna, but you, you mentioned. And so now <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, no, in fact, I am not going. But um, I would love to go sometime. And maybe... You can mention it to your friend, the vice president, or your friend, the president, or your friend, the first lady, Dr. So Biden. actually, uh, Lee is coming with me. Mm-hmm. Last year, he came with me, and he stole so many napkins. And you and got I invited mean, back. <laughs> I can't believe he got invited back. I can't. I mean, I, it was he, he looked like the Michelin tire man when 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 we left there. He was so They don't frisky on the way out. Yeah, right. That's the thing. All right. Well, maybe next year. And there are a couple of these parties. Maybe maybe they still have a shot before the season ends. No, if you haven't gotten an invitation, you're not getting invited <laughs> this year. You're done. Uh, all right. Well, we have Corinne Jean-Pierre on the show next week. I'll, I'll take it up with her. No, I'm going to tell Corinne what you've done to me. I'm going to tell her you make me talk about The Golden Bachelor every week. We did not talk about The Golden Bachelor this Thank week. Thank God for George Santos. If it hadn't been for George Santos getting expelled during the program. Yes, we would have. I would have been Heaven tortured again. We have to talk again. about the most popular show on our network, but that's fine. Well, now, this is really exciting. On Monday, we have Julia Roberts coming on. I mean, this is Hollywood royalty. And um, you, I don't know if you guys have ever met. I know you saw her last year at the Kennedy Center Honors. Tell me about that. She was presenting an award to George Clooney, who was one of her best friends. Yes. And it was beautiful to see a friendship that has gone through so much. And, you know, people in Hollywood, a lot of folks think that people in Hollywood are kind of fickle and superficial and there's no mm-hmm. real relationships and no real friendships and everything's inauthentic. And obviously the the friendship um, between these two, it's like they're like siblings. Right. It was a, a really nice thing to see. I'm really excited to have her here. Um, pretty woman. Pretty woman. There you go. I used to uh, I worked with her a bunch of times at my old job and she's lovely and, and funny and it'll be great to have her here at the, at the show. Yeah, pretty I love cool. that movie. All right. I think I've watched it a hundred times. Is that your favorite? Of the Julia Roberts movies? Yes. Yeah. All right. That's my, a- my, my favorite movie of all times is Grease. Oh, really? I didn't Reese know that. One. Yours? My favorite of all time, probably The Godfather. I know it's cliched. That's One, two, or three? I like one better. I, I enjoy watching one more. Two is probably a better achievement cinematically, but one is a, a more fun watch, I think. Okay, what if I tell you I didn't see The Godfather until probably about five years ago when it, had just, when it was just such a huge 
void and it, it kept coming up right. in conversation. People quoted and things mm -hmm. and I had no idea. So I, I made myself go watch it. It was very good, but I've only seen one. Oh, wow. All right. You got to see two. You got to finish this out. You don't have to watch three, <laughs> but watch one and two. What are, what are the So Grease, your favorite movie? Rocky. Rocky is a phenomenal movie. I love Rocky to no end. Mm -hmm. And I love Steel Magnolias. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, what a cast. And I love, you know which one I love? And I watch every time and I cry every time. Terms of Endearment. Really? I watch that all the time. So as you can tell, I love, I don't love any movie that's not like 30 years old. I like a lot of old comedies and things like that too. But um, Airplane is one of my favorite movies ever. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I don't Didn't like that. I don't slapstick humor is not my thing. No, I enjoy it. And then um Ferris That's like 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 humor for like thirteen year old boys. I watched it when I was yes. a thirteen year old boy. And then Ferris Bueller's Day Off changed my entire life. I watched that movie and, and was it was a revelation for me. I don't you know, I do not you know I can not find I can't think of a comedy that I that I love that way. Al, my husband, watches uh like every time Dumb and Dumber is on, mm -hmm. I hear him roaring in laughter. I think that movie is so it's a gear sophomoric. you have or it's a gear you don't have. Yeah, no, it, it is completely sophomoric. But, you yeah, know. he roars with the hangover, too. Yeah, oh, the hangover's great. Come on. All right. So basically, you're a 13-year-old boy. In many ways. Thank you for joining me today, Anna Navarro. Monday, Goodbye, Brian. I'll be back with Sonny Hostin. And uh, have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you all soon. Behind the Table is executive produced by Brian Tedda. Supervising producers are Nathan Getty and Summer Shake, with production assistant Emily Darcy. The vice president of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi, and the executive producer of podcast programming is Laura Mayer. Special thanks to Lori Hogan, Susie Liu, Meg Fierro, Enza Dolce Nini, Josh Cohan, Ariel Chester, Frankie Perez, Audrey Mostek, and Dana Schaefer. 